this should be good. Put the mic upside down. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. Turn the mic over, you <laughs> Somebody wow. please help. Rigo, turn well, the Eugene, mic over. congratulations on last night. And like I said, we have a lot in common. I mean, we both did win last night, and quite obviously, we're both sexy beasts. <laughs> oh, yeah, Eugene, you are a sexy beast, I can tell. But most importantly of all, we are both huge wrestling fans, Eugene. I know that's true now. I don't know if you're a Chris Jericho fan or not. I'm not oh, 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 really? Oh. Okay, well, in that case, let me ask you a question, Eugene. Let me, let me ask you this. What's your favorite Y2J moment? You're not going to be able to hear him. Chris Jericho, Pete and William Regal's tea, and William Regal drank it. What? <laughs> oh, my God. What's bloody funny, you know? He was besmirched. <laughs> oh, I'd forgotten that. That was great. I did the same thing last week. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you got to go, you got to go. He does do everything he's seen wrestlers do. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54 of the RA Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the greatest pregnancy scandal since May Young birthed a hand. As today, it's time to gallop towards our next pay-per-view as we look at the fallout from Raw's bad blood and lead towards SmackDown's Great American Bash. As always, I'm Dave and joining me, still in these quarantine times, is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Good evening, sir. Good evening. And this is bittersweet for me. I love doing this show, but I, if there wasn't no bastard coronavirus going around, I'd be at Download Festival right now. Yes. Uh, Shout and out also, to my download some, friends. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, that must be a, that must because you go every single year, year in year out, don't you? So that must yep. be a kick in the teeth. So Michael, are you ready then to talk about the the build and fucking how amazing is this? We've turned into this weird two week cycle. So we've got two weeks from Bad Blood to the, to, to Gab, and then we've got two weeks from Gab to Vengeance, and then two weeks from Vengeance to SummerSlam. I know it's, it's like, great. So much content. But so Raw have content. two weeks to build for their for the big second biggest show of the year. Yeah, but that, that, when, when's that ever stopped Raw before? Well, Raw, Raw have been known to build for a pay per view the, the the Monday before it's the pay per view on the go home show. They start building. Yeah, and you'd think SmackDown was the same this time around. No. Well, it, we'll get to that a little bit deeper on. This, but... That's the problem with this year. It's always. Your show's building for a pay-per-view, so the other show's going to do better. Yeah, no, we, we mentioned this multiple times, multiple times. You, you've got your go-home show, where we're on week three of week of six weeks building to our next pay-per-view. Watch us fly. And it's always been the same. And then it's complete roles reverse every time. But anyway, shall we kick things off then, Michael, with it's the fallout from Bad Blood. 
not the baddest of blood because it had no Kevin Nash. But it is Monday Night Raw. It's the 14th of July, 2004. We are live from Dayton. Um, Bischoff kicks us off by calling uh, Kane into his office. And he tells Kane that he's got to name tonight a new number one contender. And that he knows that Kane will understand because Kane's a professional. Kane has a meltdown, uh, yeah, then, like, like always. But are we going with Kane and Benoit again? Well, Bischoff, he starts talking to him like as a wrestler. He's like, you had a great match. You're a great wrestler. You should be talking to Kane like he's a monster. Yeah, yeah, Glenn Jacobs is a wrestler, but Kane is a monster. He's not supposed to care about having a great match that he can be proud of. All he's all he should care about is hurting people. Yeah, but he's he's, he's Kane now is showing emotion, isn't he, with what we're going to discuss in about half an hour? <laughs> all this emotion's going to come out from Big Dead Glenn is turned into just Glenn. And at least. To Bring one of the biggest debuts the that failed. What? <laughs> what? Their child? The Snitsky. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, Michael, tonight we're going to get Benoit, Edge and Jericho versus Orton, Batista and Flair in a six-man elimination match. Now that's fucking good shit. Jericho team with the former tag champs against Evolution. So is this a, a new Team Canada faction on the horizon? Yes. We need Christian to ditch fucking Bronco. I tried putting Tonko and Green together and come up with Gronko. Um, he, he needs to ditch Tonko, right? Turn face, grow back his hair. Regal needs to get involved. Where's Test? We could have a proper, like, be Canada or against us. We've just wanted a team Canada for so long. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, right, Michael, we get this weird segment where JR's in the ring and he's going over last night's historical Hell in the Cell match. No, thank you. It's bad enough we have to watch it for our last episode, which you can check out on our back catalogue on SoundCloud and Spotify and all the good places. I like how uh, he got both competitors come to the ring and then JR tells them both that it's time for the rivalry to end and we get like a little, are they going to shake hands? No, they're not. Are they going to? No, they're not. And it was like, this was a blood feud a, four, a week ago, seven day, 24 hours ago. Yep, and how do you know they were in a war last night, Dave? Because every cunt's covered in plasters. Big off, big off, big fuck <laughs> off plasters. <laughs> but why is Alan hesitant on calling, calling it a day on the feud? He got the win last night. The last wins is the one that matters, right? You ended the feud. Uh, you ended the feud his way. No, I disagree. They should be hesitant. This time last night, they wanted to rip fucking hell out of each other. And now it's like, oh, well, we've had a good two-year run. Yeah, it's got boring. It's got severe. And I've mentioned this multiple times. I'm sick of... It's, the matches aren't boring, right? Like I mentioned the Bad Blood, the Hell in the Cell match was brilliant if it wasn't inside the cell because the cell had no use. It could have just been a no DQ. They yeah. kind of did a better match than what they had at the Rumble and the Rumble match was outstanding. But the storyline has always been, I don't like it because I don't know why. Tell me, like, like they, they never referenced, yeah, but they never ever referenced, right? Never referenced the reason why they first started fighting when they first came, when Michaels first came back, because if they wanted to start DX again, and Hunter turns on him, but they never, but that should still be the sole purpose of why they're fighting, which is weird because it's been two years, but that is the only, it's, it's I don't like it because I don't like her. There's not been, and I've, and I've mentioned it multiple times, there's not been much story in such a long fucking story. Steiner and Test lasted nearly a year, but there were so many twists and turns and stuff. So, At least Steiner but, and Test, I do yeah, agree though. They started as a tag team, 
came enemies, teamed up again, became enemies. But this one's so just been not... yeah, but teammates as much as you just didn't like you, each other. You, know, you, you glossed over that, but if you think about it, like not just became friends again and hate each other and stuff, one become the other's bitch. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There were so many, and there were so many little plot holes. I think Stacy helped as well, but there's so many little plot holes within that storyline where this has just been. I'm Shawn Michaels and I don't like Triple H. Well, I'm Triple H and I don't like Shawn Michaels. It's just, I want more. I yeah, I want Michaels to kidnap Stephanie or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm begging for some Vince Russell bullshit. Also, Bischoff, he comes out and he tells us that he has an important announcement about the new number one contender. But then Kane then comes out, he gets in the ring looking at both Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Everyone pauses, everyone looks at each other, who's he going to strike? And boom, he drills Shawn Michaels with a big ass, big boot. So I think we now have the answer to that all-time question, what's next for Kane and what's next for HBK? Come on, Triple H, get him! trying to sucker Kane in, but I mean, oh, wait a minute, he's well, hurting, I can understand that, but he's actually, he's walking out of the arena, I can't believe that, Lynch is running out of the ring and he's left Kane to destroy Shawn Michaels, oh no, no, this is not going to be good, this is not going to be good, what was left of Shawn Michaels after bad blood last night is now being ravaged by Kane. <laughs> oh, cameraman. Triple H has gone. Triple H has, has left. And he's left. He's left Shawn Michaels to the mercy of Kane. And we all know that Kane shows no mercy to anyone. Oh no. We need somebody out here. No, don't do it, Jay. Don't do it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We got to get help. Get help out here. Well, Sean's like, he's a bit of time off. He's coming his way. So, I think so, because... Uh, to answer that, what to answer next? that. <laughs> Kane brings a chair into the ring, wraps it around Sean's neck. Then jumps on the legs and Sean pops a blood a little, capsule. A little blood capsule. Um, I quite enjoyed how like they are doing. Like, if they're gonna write somebody off and still make Kane look like a badass, get yeah. him to leave on the stretcher and all that jazz. And have Jr. use the Owen voice. I know, right? We mentioned this loads of times, and I hate that that's the reference that I use is the Owen voice, but it is because he did it. I always remember he did it after it went, oh, and the next time I heard it was China when she broke her neck against Ivory. Yep. Right, like fucking Royal Rumble or something like that uh, back in 2001. And she broke her neck and he hit the, like, JR, he, uh, sorry, JR, Jerry even, like, ran into the ring and all that jazz. Do you know what I mean? And then he hit the Owen voice and he was like, you know it weren't real because they showed you far too much. Where, look at Owen, they showed you fuck all. That was the instant, I remember as a young lad watching that, that's why you knew it was real, because they showed you fuck all. And fucking Michael, Maven spot. Yep. 
Helping EMCs put Sean in the ambulance. <laughs> is that his new gimmick? Fucking Albany City Maven. Medical Maven. <laughs> Med- main event Medical Maven. It comes out to a casualty theme. His tattered just his name, but with blue flashing lights. No, and a fucking art monitor going past. <laughs> main event medical maven Michael they come back from the break and Michael's is still being worked on um, they finally get him on the stretch as you said and then they re-show footage of Kane killing him from about nine different angles it was like Kevin done it his fucking finest up next Michael after the break it's Tyson and Trish versus Matt and Lita the five time five time five time five time five time WWE Women's Champion Trish and Gronko versus Bochica and not version one. <laughs> during, do you notice that during uh, Trish's entrance, uh, they show the ambulance drive driving off, and it sound fits in quite well with Trish's theme song. We're trying to rock and roll. <laughs> um, Michael, did you get the map facts that Matt and Lita are not morning people? And Matt and Lita enjoy margaritas. Maybe Lita should quit enjoying the margaritas. Might botch a bit less. <laughs> um, Tyson, though, still very green. Very, very green. It's like, it's one of them things where he's fortunate that he's got a pro with, like, Trish with him. And Trish is, like, it's only been, what, less than 24 months ago that we were commenting how she's moved on so much. Yep. So like in, in those like in the first year she went from being green as Tonko to being box standard. And then I always mention the turning point for me was the match with Victoria at Survivor Series. Uh, I think she's just she's progressed ever since then. And like in the last eighteen months or whatever, she's she's so much better. But like she's so lucky Tonko's so lucky that he's got her by his side. <laughs> because if that was anybody else, if that was anybody else, let's say they stuck him with fucking Jackie Gator or something like that. He's looking tag match. Tonko would be ruined forever, wouldn't he? Like, Matt Hardy does well to carry him, but he's just a big, dumpy, dopey mess. So the match ends then, Michael, with Lita getting the win with the botched DDT. Um, it wasn't that bad of a DDT, in all honesty, this time. So it's a lot, we've seen it a lot worse. Um, yeah, so she gets the victory for, I don't know, is that, is that Matt Hardy on a winning streak? I guess so, technically. Wins a win. <laughs> Wins a win. But what about a win against the champ, though? What does that, well, that now mean? should mean that uh, she's no more contender. Should mean. Should. Should. It's like, it's the old Smackdown stick. But, uh, <laughs> Jamie Noble still deserves his fucking number one contender shot. He does. He does. Michael, Eugene t- is on tonight's highlight reel. We're going to get more Eugene. The Eugene train is still... Chugga, 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 chugga. full force. Absolutely. Uh, we go to the break. We come back. Bischoff's in his office, which is quite the messy office. And Hunter comes in, wondering what's happened. All Bischoff says is, Kane! But Uncle Eric tells Alan to, uh, to become number one contender. He has to beat Eugene. It's got no chance. It's got no it's, chance. Imagine, you've got a number one contender's opportunity, but you've got to beat your favourite wrestler. Eugene will smash him. You wait till he, what do we call it, that retard strength. I don't know if we can say that, 
without me everything that's fucking going on these days. But no, uh, no we, we don't get political. It, it were we, those who came up with that is the guy in the crowd. <laughs> we just took his idea. Uh, so the winner of the match, Michael, will have his flag raised and the national anthem will play on Americans' holiday flag, flag day. days specials. <laughs> now, fucking how can you, now, how do you get great heat from the fans in attendance for La Resistance? Yeah, cheer, cheers for the spoiler. <laughs> uh, it, the match ends with Grenier outside. Rosie goes to suplex him back in, but Conway grabs Rosie's leg. Grenier scores the victory, so it's one of them stupid flag matches where, like for me, a flag match you've got you've got to retrieve the flag from the corner. That's a flag match. I yeah. remember, I remember well, back with back with the Patriot and Bret Hart back on a dodgy Raw in '97 where they had a flag match. You know when it was America versus Canada and all that shtick. Yeah, um, capture the flag. That, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's why it should be just a, a normal match, and then the winner gets. Yeah, the winner just gets. Yeah, you've won. But it was enjoyable. It was, it was a nice little match for what it was. You're not going to get much out of the shit and Hurricane. Uh, and we all know what the bell ends. They're just the bell ends. But what, where do Hurricane and shit go from here? A feud. It's about time Tag Team Dissension hits the superhero ranks of the WWE. I think there's still a few years left. No, it, it needs to two. come. <laughs> it needs to come. Um, Michael, we've got a bit of news on the Diva Search. Uh, there's going to be three castings in LA, New York and Chicago and 10 of them will go from there to Raw. Um, we will vote for the winner from that point on. Um, are you excited to vote for your next Diva? Well, the, the search I'd say is three over the top contests. They got that right. It's three over the top. <laughs> it should be out of the top. Where's Where's Hunter and DX when we need him? They should just have them all in crowd and Hunter comes up and goes... <laughs> Lift it up, Jazz. And lifts it up. That's how it should be. And then we'll decide who the next fucking diva is. You imagine Triple H saying that to Jazz. <laughs> uh, they show Lita in the dressing room and she's got a pregnancy test in her hand and she goes to take a piss on it, Michael. Did you notice that next to the cubicle was a urinal? Ah, so are they all e sharing equality. the one locker room or did the ladies have a locker room or is it actually the men's locker room? Leah's just been having a little quick bang with attitude. And they thought, well, as you're here, the fuck it, you might as well stay here and film quick, it. <laughs> Up next, Michael, Chris Jericho's highlight reel. Uh, Jericho brings out someone who's won their match at last night's pay-per-view, Eugene. And Jericho asks Eugene what's Eugene's favourite Chris Jericho moment. And Eugene thinks about it and then recalls the time that Jericho pissed in Regal's cup of tea uh, well, in his teapot. And Regal's facial expressions throughout this are fucking fantastic. They were. Regal is the best at the facial expressions. Absolutely. He's absolutely. That's why Regal's probably, the, probably the, in my opinion, the best British wrestler of all time. In my opinion, he can do the technical and he shows with Eugene that he is great at the comedy stuff. As much as I agree with you, I'd have to say Big Daddy because my grandma, even though she's been dead like twenty years, would still want to kill me because Big Daddy was the he was the don back when she watched wrestling. So it got me into it. it was my grandma with Big Daddy, um, but yeah, absolutely agree. Like Regal is is up there with the fucking best, isn't yes. it? It's always for me. It's one of them biggest what ifs. If he didn't get busted for drugs after he'd won King yeah. Ring and all that, he stuff. would have had a because that's still world title. Yeah, because it's well, that's it. That's what's always been the story, and it that they were getting it. But is that just fucking bullshit and internet rumors and and whatever? But yeah, yeah I would have liked to have thought that maybe one day Regal would have been world champion. But hey, you never know. It's never too late. 
It's never too late. Maybe one day he'll jump back in the ring. He could be the one to smash Adam Cole and win NXT title. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't give me hope. <laughs> um, Michael, so, highlight reel. Randy Orton and Evolution come out and they've got a little present uh, while Eugene is just marking the fuck out in the ring. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. You, your favourite wrestler and his three best friends coming down to give you a present. And then he, the he, gets to, he gets to hug them all. Exactly. <laughs> and what are the presents that he gives them? He gets a t-shirt, a hat. He's, he's now Evolution. Mark Jindrak must be sat there going, that could be me. He even gets to take a picture of him. He's, he's now, he's, Evolution has now got five members. We're now up to, we're now up to proper stable levels. Um, uh, so, we're getting a bit of manipulation then with, it seems, with Evolution and Eugene. Um, the whole segment though, is it designed for Alan versus Regal? Or is Eugene just going to be a toy that he's going to use against Shawn Michaels? I would love to see Alan versus Regal come out of this. 60 minute Iron Man submissions all 6 minute ultimate submission <laughs> yeah Triple H does 60 minute 60 minutes of that fucking figure 4 thing he does it's not quite cage. figure 4 but we're in, no no fuck off last time we fuck off fuck right off last time we saw Triple H in a cage it was fucking dull as dishwater well it weren't but the fact that it were a cage he didn't use cage he would never jump off it. Regal's got more chance of jumping off the cunt now in 2020. Can Triple H ever jump off a cage? If I remember rightly, in like 97, when he fought Mankind, he jumped off, he fell off the cage twice. He never once thought about climbing it and jumping off the fucker. No, there was, I think at that point, there was only, what, there'd only been Jimmy uh, Smoker who did ah, it. Ah, that had ever, yeah, that had ever done it. That, and then Rikishi well, was second. I was, I was just about to say, yeah, Rikishi when he fucking nearly Fully killed loaded. Uncle, nearly killed Uncle Val. Because um, <laughs> Rikishi's a fucking pro. Uh, Michael, that is. We go backstage and Stacy comes into Lisa's dressing room, asking her to borrow her elbow pads, which was fucking weird. Uh, Lita then shares the knowledge that she's now pregnant, but tells Stacy to not say anything to anybody because she wants to keep it to herself and be the first person to tell Hardy, it's gotta be Kane, because she doesn't look happy. And now I think deep down inside, it's not hers. But let's get this it's right. It's not hers. She, she doesn't, <laughs> it's not hers even. Uh, let's get this right. She doesn't want to tell anybody about the pregnancy, but she's just told live TV to the millions around the world that are watching. Yep. Shh, Isn't it bad luck that. to tell people before 12 weeks gap? Uh, or is that an all arrived sale? I, I don't actually know. I think the first 12 weeks it's vital, isn't it? Like everyone always says that's the hump, but once you go over the 12 weeks, it's nine amps in a time, it's plain sailing there. So, but it might be one of them old wife tales. But yeah, she doesn't want anyone to know. And why is Matt not watching the monitor? I've always wondered about it. He might not have found the, the right angle. <laughs> well, there is that. Watch the TV. <laughs> there is that. Because you have to watch it at an awkward angle. You do, you do. Uh, Michael, up next, Stacey Keebler and Nidia versus Gail Kim and Molly Holly. Michael, wig watch. We've not done this for it's a while. It's been a while. Uh, but it's, that's the Nidia wig, I'm sure it is. Uh, she's used so this I'm one. i give it a four. Yeah, if it's, if it's not before. the Nidia wig, I'll give it a two. I'd say, I'd say it's the Nidia wig. I think she's used this before. I think, that, I think the prop department are running out. I wonder if they've got all the wigs still in WB Warehouse. They've just got a Molly Holly section. Maybe. Why didn't the team Lydia with Victoria that where you've got three more than competent 
female wrestlers. Yeah, but they don't know what to do because the they've got they've got like three competent wrestlers and they've got six divas. That's across the whole fucking brand of Raw and SmackDown. The, this is certainly not an era that you'll want to be watching and enjoying a woman's match because it's all about plot lines and storylines, but we've kind of hit a bit of a, a block now where Gail Kim come out all hell for leather when she debuted. Um, Stacey... And then she got no reaction at all. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Stacey, I don't quite know what she does now. Uh, Molly Holly... She's got legs. Yeah, and she knows how to use them. Uh, Molly Holly, she's still got no air. But that's something that's been running for a couple of months now. Um, and Nydia, well, she's just here because of draft. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's no, there's no storyline. We're, we're at a bit of a standstill at the minute in the old Divas division. Uh, but the winners eventually is Gail Kim and Molly Holly uh, after um, Gail locks on like a bow and arrow submission. It was very, it yeah, was, like it was quite cool. Brock lock with a tri triangle choke. Yeah, with sort legs. of a bit of a combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Very quite innovative. 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 Yeah, definitely. Don't think I've definitely. seen that before or since, to be honest. We're going to recap of the worst Hell in the Cell matches to date of Shawn Michaels and Triple H. And it's, I find it quite ironic during this segment because we, we at the start of the show with JR saying, right, it's over, the field's done, and we've had Kane kicking at HBK. So, yeah, is that going to go forward? Triple H is getting involved with Eugene. But, oh, no, let's keep talking about the fucking Hell in the Cell. We get a recap again of King going apeshit in Bishop's office and then killing HBK. So it's like, so hang on, let's talk about Triple H and Shawn Michaels for two minutes. But no, actually, we're moving on because Kane wants now a piece of Shawn Michaels. But that is how you should book Kane. You just have him go on Rampage every show. Exactly. That's how he should be all the time. All the time. Up next, Flair, Orton, Big Dave, with Triple H always, always kicking about. Going up against Team Canada of Chris, Adam, and Chris. It's an elimination match. Certain flyers in red. So is he going to go first then? Absolutely. But no unity for Team Canada. All come out separate. That's what happens when you put random three singles wrestlers together. Yeah, but whose theme would they come out to? Benoit's. Yeah, because it's champ. But would Edge and well, not just Edge, would Jericho? Belittle himself as a former world champion to come out to some other cunt's theme tune. I think that's the problem you've got. Any favourite moments from the elimination match then, Michael? Yeah, uh, when Batista killed Jericho. <laughs> that was a big old clothesline from Big Old Big Dave. Jericho just fell asleep straight after that. Kaboom. So that's why they took him backstage. <laughs> just write him out. He's yeah. off now for six months. Death by Batista clothesline. But it was a great way of uh, eliminating Batista. Uh, you know, spear, and then the headbutt, and the lion salt. Yeah, uh, it's one of them where, the, even though Batista, he's still green as grass, he is still the monster of evolution. And it takes more than one finisher to build a mon to kill a monster when you're yeah. trying to build him. So it was a great eye. It was like the sort of thing you'd see on the big show. Yeah, it was Not uh, like they did on the SmackDown title match at Mania this year. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. I think it's, it's sometimes you you need more than one to really slay a giant. And Batista is a giant at the minute. Or how they're booking him as well, because they're booking him as the beast. as the, He's not quite the animal. He's not the animal yet. He doesn't become the animal <laughs> till when he wins the rumble. I quite like the way that they eliminated Edge as well. So um, Edge, fle Edge speared Flair and then Orton with the low blow and the RKO that gets rid of Edge. That was um, great. So the end of the match then, uh, Benoit locks on the sharpshooter. Triple H comes in, 
Uh, Benoit gives him the German. Orton goes for an RKO. Benoit goes to lock in the crossface, but Orton flips through. But Benoit then locks on another sharpshooter, and your winners are Benoit, Edge, and Chris fucking Jericho. That was um, a great ending. Absolutely. And the world champion is your sole survivor. He does do well in elimination matches. I mean, he did well in last year's Survivor Series. Did well in the recent Rumble. Yeah, he's done well in when it's two against one. When it's DX versus Benoit in triple threats. <laughs> he's, done, he's, done, he's done all right. Uh, so, M Michael, that was the opening row and the fallout for Bad Blood. Uh, we're getting a couple of storyline progression, it seems. I don't know if Shawn Michaels is now dead. Um, we'll find that out going forward. But, as always, how many Mavens? Uh, I think it was about three and three and a half Maven show. Maven was all right. The point five is for the Maven appearance. <laughs> it would have been a full star if Maven had had a match though. Well, it doesn't match anymore. He's like, can you remember BB he, from he's back an in assistant MC. Yeah, can you remember BB? Uh, that she, yeah. a, a gimmick was she was a paramedic, but she had massive boobs. Uh, <laughs> that was a gimmick. Um, main event medical Maven. Uh, I'd give it. Three. It, like I said, it, we, we built on, it was a little bit odd. Uh, we got the JR coming out and come on now, Michaels and Triple H, Barry Hatchet and all that. I don't think we needed that. We could have just carried on with the night of Eugene and Triple H doing their stuff, Michaels getting killed by Kane, and not have to have that little spot. Um, but yeah, overall, it wasn't a bad row. And, it, and we've said this for a few weeks now. They kind of have, they're not, they're not amazing, but they're not yeah. terrible. Like 12 months ago, row was terrible, week after week after week. Moving on, SmackDown, we are on the gallop towards Great American Pash. Giddy up, partner. It's June the 17th, 2004. We are not live from Chicago, Illinois. We are 10 days away from Gab, and we start with seeing a cement mixer parked in the arena. Um, would you be a bit pretty pissed if you were sat behind that? Yes. And that opening, opening contest is the Duds versus Rico and Charlie with Miss Jackie for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Tag titles kicking us off, and Charlie's still not going down the catwalk. So, is you think you know this could be the last night as tag champs? So, why not go all out on your entrance and go down the catwalk? Well, or it, are we going to see a appearance from a certain big dead mark? What Charlie asks us on a catwalk, and all of a sudden take his amp off through it and drags him down to hell? No, to, to help him retain titles. Well, we, we will see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Charlie goes to the outside uh, to tend to Jackie as Rico goes on the attack. Uh, but Bubba gets him down, puts his feet on the ropes, and Devon holds on for that dirty tag team heel finish. Um, and for the 18th, 18th time, that means they've already been fucking 17-time losers. Yep. The Dudleys are your new tag team champions. And is this what I, if I'm right in thinking, the first time holding the SmackDown variation of the Tag Team Championships. It is the first time they hold the SmackDown ones, yes. There you go then. It's the blue fresh. version of the... It's fresh. <laughs> but, as you said, 17-time losers. 17-time <laughs> fucking losers. And they make a quick exit as Heyman greets them at the entranceway. All fucking smiles. All smiles. We're probably the in his little back pocket. And so... Weird hearing Paul get booed in Chi-Town. Well, he's he's not only like the ultimate heel manager at the minute, he's taken Undertaker away from everybody. Yeah, he and controls his conscience. From a Mark's point of view, 
He's a bastard. <laughs> He's a rape bastard. boys are the new WWE Tag Team Champions and that ladies and gentlemen is thanks to the motivational skills of Paul Heyman. Now you should be happy that you got to witness that piece of history tonight because one man did not get to witness it. That man is Paul Bearer because Paul Bearer is in shall we say protective custody which means last week Paul Bearer missed it when history took a major, major turn. This was last week on SmackDown, and I still cannot believe what happened. Paul Heyman gave The Undertaker a choice to make. Join me or never see Paul Bearer again. And in my estimation, The Undertaker had no choice, but I still never thought I would see this. I was shocked as you were cold. Everybody in Long Island there at the Nassau Coliseum was shocked. Everyone home, the SmackDown fans were shocked. Right there, you see Undertaker bowing to the urn, bowing to Paul Heyman. Why? Why would the Undertaker bow down in servitude to a man like Paul Heyman? Because I control the Undertaker's conscience. I control the destiny of the Undertaker's conscience, and that conscience, ladies and gentlemen, is named Paul Bearer. Not nice to antagonize a powerful man like me because you see, ladies and gentlemen, there will come a day where the Undertaker will realize that he should be loyal to me simply based on my greatness. But in the meantime, I have to come to the realization that the Undertaker feels for Paul Bearer. The Undertaker cares for Paul Bearer. And that is a weakness of the Undertaker that I'm willing to exploit. Because, ladies and gentlemen, even the big dog needs to be trained. So at the Great American Bash, I have arranged for The Undertaker to face, in a handicap match, the new WWE Tag Team Champions, the Dudley Boys. What? But, but there's so much more. Because at the Great American Bash, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, The Undertaker will do the right thing. The Undertaker will do the right thing, or he'll find himself in a situation that for you is a must-see situation. I like to call it, live free or die. You see, at the Great American Bash, there is going to be a crypt represented tonight by this coffin right here. And this coffin tonight represents the crypt that I will have at the Great American Bash. And in that crypt will be the Undertaker's conscience, Paul Bearer. And also at the Great American Bash, ladies and gentlemen, there will be a cement truck, coincidentally, just like the cement truck that you see right here tonight in Chicago, Illinois. The Undertaker at the Great American Bash will do the right thing, or at my command, the cement 
will flow and Paul Bearer will find himself in a most terrible situation. Um, we get a video, Michael, of the CNN Financial saying that JBL was fired from Fox. Um, yeah, for being a quote-unquote loudmouth wrestler. Nope. You were fired for doing a Nazi salute. Yep. Um, we, we're back from the break and we get a replay of the Dudleys winning and this leads to Heyman at the ramp giving a promo. He says the Dudleys are champions again thanks to his motivation. He th we should be glad that we've got that piece of history together tonight and that Paul Bearer did, wasn't here to witness it. That's because Bearer's in protective custody. So, he's in protective custody, so is he... No. So, kidnapped. kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pure, pure, unadulterated kidnap. Paul Bear is somewhere in Chicago in a one-bedroom flat, handcuffed to a radiator. Help me, Undertaker! <laughs> but now we find out that Bearer will be in a crypt, uh, which is made out of three-inch thick glass. Now, now, I don't think of three-inch glass when I think crypt. I think no. big stone mausoleum kind of thing yeah so if you're gonna have a little you're gonna basically have a glass box and uh, what they're gonna like they're gonna fill it with cement right now surely the pressure of just the cement yep. alone would burst that glass near mind paul bearer's big Crush fat body punching through it do you know mean that would just be ahead at the end no i disagree i disagree i think that i think the the pressure of pouring the liquid cement in there before it sets the time before it sets, there'll be too much pressure in there. Which yeah, that's what I mean. The, It'll the just end up being just ahead. I think. I think it'd, it'd be like. I think it'd break around him. Yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think I've got a feeling wrestling's not real. Let moving on. Uh, we get a U. We get a UPN news segment on also on JBL getting fired. They are pushing this to the moon. Michael Eddie Guerrero comes out for a promo. We lie, we cheat, we steal. SA as it blares through the arena as Eddie drives down in his little low low. Nice low low. Very much so. Very much so. He's sad about uh, JBL get, getting fired from CNBC because he wanted to watch his show because he wants to learn stocks. Yeah, why not? Um, get, more, Eddie... get that money. Get that money. <laughs> he calls, but then he calls him out and. But instead of JBL, we get the white bald bastards. Those Wang, Danny and Doug, we have not seen these two in their little velvet pants for, for a while. And for some reason, they've given one of them a microphone. Uh, I'll tell you which one it was. It was Doug, because he says about wrestling his brother Danny. Is that the only reason? <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> so we get a bit of an impromptu match. Uh, Eddie versus Doug slash Danny. Um, Eddie goes up, frog splash, gets the win. Uh, but Danny's in, attacking, Eddie stops him for a kick to the bollocks, gives him a DDT, another frog splash. Uh, Eddie's just pissed all over the white ball bastards. Yep. And where do they go now? Uh, they can draft, they can swap with Shit and Rosie can come over here. Hurricane and Rosie. And, uh, and white ball bastards can go to Raw. Well, I've, I've Hurricane and Shit break up. Hurricane go for Cruiserweight title. Yeah, Rosie go for... US. Rosie have a wrap off with Cena, yes. Go back yeah. to three minute. Go back to three minute warning stick. Yeah. Uh, and then the white ball bastards can join Evolution. That's too. That's too <laughs> good for them. Why not? So we go backstage with John Cena and Kurt Angle. Um, Cena, it looks at Angle and calls him lumpy, and he looks at Luther and calls him chumpy. <laughs> that's his new name now. 
I absolutely marked out. Uh, Angle's like, I wanted to see you. And Cena goes, you can't see me. I'm like, yeah, fucking God, son. Uh, even I knew it was coming, Michael, and I still marked fuck out for it. It's one of them things. You know it's coming. You're always going to mark out for it. <laughs> Proper. Um, and then we find out that the four-way at Bash will be an elimination match. They love a good old elimination match on uh, WWE TV at this million times. They are. What is it with all these eliminations? We go backstage. <laughs> this is the greatest wrap-off. Highlight of the year. So we've got Josh Matthews is in the back with fucking Fanakamura son. Shannon Moore's there, and also Brian King of Beatboxing Ebner. Then Matthews drops this gem. Funaki, I'm always here because I'm a trooper. But when it comes to announcing, man, I'm just playing super. And then Funaki responds, I am Naki. That's my name. Number one announcer, you just lame. <laughs> I was like, yes. He goes, you don't scare me. I don't care. Like her angle has no hair. Like, oh. <laughs> and the guys jump back. As Angle just strolls through and he hears the fucking Funaki drop the line about him having no hair. Uh, Angle asks if Funaki thinks it's funny and then Angle books a match between Roman and Funaki for later tonight. <laughs> Ooh! Them bars. Them bars are sick, man. Fucking <laughs> brilliant. I want to see more of MC Naki. Rap, 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 um, rap. This could be the best gimmick ever. What, MC Naki? Yes. <laughs> you wait till Kung Fu Naki, man. They'll kick us off SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, Kung Fu Naki. I know it's not. It's Kenzo Suzuki versus Spike Dudley. Uh, Kenzo, he's still getting the King Mabel treatment with his fucking entrance. I think it's more Ka King Corbin. <laughs> it's more Jeremy fucking Corbin. <laughs> Uh, so the, the finish of the match comes Suzuki grabs the throat of Spike counters a Dudley Dog hits the STO uh, quick match Mike kind of putting Just, over yeah. Shinsuke it wasn't I've not not seen anything special with this guy yet no his finish is just yeah but they're doing what they're doing what they all did they're all they all did what they're all currently doing yeah with all these Mods. new stars we stick them against jobbers Hoping that you'll get a bit of spark. Now nah, that don't, that's not how it works. If like I don't know, it comes close to Scotty Two is nearly going to beat him and stuff like that. No, you like just get beat. Yeah, he just beats up a jobber, and you're supposed to care about it. I don't. It, it, it baffles me. It absolutely baffles me. Uh, Michael, we get newspaper clippings of JBL getting fired. Like they're proper making a big deal out of this. Yeah, it's... focus on the fact that he's a wrestler, not that he's, you know makes more money from someone else yeah but it's weird though because they're constantly talking about him being fired and fired and fired but not once have they kind of shoot worked it about him no. being a dirty nazi not one mention not one mention is the reason as to why he's been fired but oh no well because he's a heel and because he's a heel in the world title picture we're going to use this media because any any publicity is good publicity but if you're going to talk about it to this level, at least go into and show it. You don't have to show a clip, but you, can, you could show a bit of footage from the house show and then talk yeah. about it and maybe show show a still photo or something like that. Do you know what I mean? If Because every, the whole world of, the whole world's seen it, so the whole world knows he's a fucking Nazi. Comes out, talks about being fired for being a Nazi. And it's funny how not one mention throughout the show of why. But you said, that, 
it's just because they don't they don't have to that's it they, yeah. they literally don't have to it's it's let's let's talk about everything else that's going on because it's making mainstream media manny's got fired from his big financial gig but we're not going to tell you why he, he says he was fired for being a texan yeah he's 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 50 correct and he just says a variation <laughs> of this for about five or ten minutes basically yeah, and and then we find out that he goes on to say uh, bad uh, bad blood uh great great american bash we're going to get a bull rope match. And it's going to have uh, a lot more blood than Judgment Day. Which, yeah. again, brings the question to my original point after Judgment Day. Have a first blood match. Exactly. <laughs> Eddie can lose, and he's still, he won't look daft because he's not hit enough corners. No, exactly. Uh, and speaking so of Eddie, stupid. he comes in, attacks, swings the rope. Kind of the yeah. only bit of segment that was any decent because you got a bit of action. Uh, yep. There's a bit of too much talking. He, does, he is getting a bit boring, is Texas Trump, because his promos are very one-dimensional. Even though this had an element of, you shouldn't fire me, uh, you shouldn't fire me CNBC and all this jazz, he's still like, I'm American and I hate everyone that doesn't like America. Yeah, that's all it is. He's, he's like a, fo he's a foreign heel. He's a variation of that. Yeah, he's just a foreign heel. It's just that heel's American. Like if this was a Canadian character, this was a French character. He's 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 uh, he's, oh, he's the mid card bell end. It is in the main event. <laughs> That's what the B stands for in John Bradshaw Hayfield. It's not Bradshaw. It's bell end. Um, up next, Rey Mysterio versus Charvo Classic with Charvo Guerrero Junior at ringside. Another Rey versus Chavo match, but not the one they used to. No, not the normal Chavo. Um, Six one nine spring drop, springboard leg drop. One two three. Rey Mysterio is your new cruiserweight champion. You don't you box on much just to get title off of uh, Chavo Cena. No <laughs> Chavo Cena. Uh, did you notice though before the match, Michael? Um, we sold some shit. Yeah, we sold some shit. Around the world in eighty days, a very forgetful film starring Jackie very Chan. Very much so. And Steve Coogan, I believe. Yes, very true. Yeah. And we had Taco Bell. Tasty Mexican food at affordable price. Well, it is in the UK anyway. <laughs> Don't know if it's affordable in America. No, and Spider-Man 2 One on the, the PS2. best superhero games ever made. Fight me in the comments. Don't think I've ever played it. Don't Highly recommend it. Don't think I've ever played it. Uh, so, Michael, two weeks before the pay-per-view, and we've got two new champions. Um, yeah. So why not have these matches on pay-per-view? But I know we do get a... Spoiler alert, we do get a cruiserweight title match on the pay-per-view. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, I, that, for me personally, it's nice for the cruiserweight belt to hopefully now be on cruiserweights again and not cruiserweight dads. As yeah. much as as much as much Chavo Cena was amazing, it's yeah, like I said, it's, it was a good way for him to go out. He showed a few of his moves, but let's get it on proper cruiserweights now. Let's go back yeah. to what made the cruiserweight division, for me, one of the standout moments of SmackDown for a long period of time. A long period of time. Up next, Michael... Big mods. Um, he's got a torch and a candle. He's in a room talking to his staff. Um, he says he's going to cleanse the sinners all the way to the top. And it sounds like he's going after fucking Mamacita, Eddie Guerrero. One who calls himself a champion, who lies, cheats and steals, will feel his wrath. Putting himself forward for a W title match when you've, um, say you've beat Scotty Too High. Yeah. You beat up Billy Kidman and Akio. Yeah, he's on I fire. Say. He's on absolute then, fire. Is it this episode or the next episode of Smackdown that he has a bit of a backstage tough with uh, 
Oh, Furman. One Furman. Spark Plug Holly. He's he's smashing through that main event. So yeah, smashing through that main event. He's fighting a former number one contender. Dave, <laughs> how bigger does it get? How bigger does it get? Speaking of how big does it get? Up next, Shinsuke for Nakamura versus the big dog. Chumpy Reigns. But he comes out to Angle's music because they don't want to pay for him to have his own music yet. Well, they weren't going to come out to Osho's job of theme. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> I can't even. I watched it back. I watched this week back this morning. I can't remember what his theme song sounds like now. Ah. Uh, Dada, dada, uh, might as well be. Um, it's kind of uh, Luther Reigns. He goes, This is an example of what happens when you uh, disrespect Kurt Angle. You have to deal with me, Luther Reigns. How did they decide to give him a microphone? Why? I mean, the match itself, it's easy with sidewalk slam. I quite like how Just he Angle talk for him. Yeah, well, um, he beats up fucking Funaki. Like, like expected. Angle then gives the old evolution thumbs down and he goes back in. And how do we beat him even more? An inverted swinging net breaker. Oh, big dog. Oh, big dog. Oh, fucking poochie. Just give Angle the mic. Let him do your talking for you. That's all it needs. It doesn't need, poochie does not need that microphone. Um, we go backstage, Michael, to Tori Wilson. Uh, she comes out dressed in, like, look like fucking Uncle Sam. Uh, and she basically bigs up the divas at the Great American Bash and then lights a grill um, and lets everyone know that it's going to get hot at this Sunday's pay-per-view, or next Sunday's pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, she looks great, but I've seen oh, mate, she looks sparkling. porn. Yeah, she's not the greatest actress. She like It was weird, I always remember a Hall of Fame speech and that kind of looked forced. And that's yeah. supposed to be real life. <laughs> Maybe she's just not comfortable in front of the camera. But money talks when you've got fucking a figure like that, doesn't it? Um, we go to an interview segment with Booker T and Grandmaster Matthews. Uh, he asked him about teaming with Dupree tonight in the tag match. Uh, and now that the Great American Bash, they'll be all competing against each other. Booker thinks that it should be a one-on-one -on -one match at the Gab. Uh, he says the clock at last week's triple play match was either sped up Oh, the judge was French. <laughs> Fucking Black Lives Matter. Not getting political. But they do. But they do. They fucking totally do. Rene Dupree, he's in tag action with Booker T, going up against Rob Van Dam and John Cena. Um, he, we had weird, weird pairings all around, but it's what WWE do when a fatal four-way is on the horizon. You're going to hate me because I, I didn't see the Fifi, if there was one. I'd... Yes, there fucking wasn't. <laughs> no, there wasn't one. Well, That's I didn't, I didn't notice the Fifi bit. anyway. Yeah, I, did, I can't say I noticed the Fifi. I can't say I noticed the Fifi. So the but, um, what, did, what did you take to the match? You know, um, Dupree did hit his most devastating move in his arsenal. You know, French of tickle. all sports entertainment, the French tickle. Uh, obviously, finally got a hot tag. The crowd were quite hot for when Cena came, uh, came in from that hot tag, which is... Again, it's rare to hear from a Chicago crowd, especially when well, these days there's shit all over him. Yeah, but the thing is as well, like, you wouldn't imagine a Chicago town five years ago, even probably ten years ago, uh, absolutely going wild for John Cena. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just this, that's, this is what, this is character development, do you know what I mean? Paul Heyman is one of the best in the business to make oh. you fucking despise him. Yes. 
to make you absolutely despise him. Um, then, Michael, the fucking lights go out and bong... Undertaker makes his appearance. Booker's Booker looking like he shits, shits himself. himself. <laughs> uh, Taker grabs him by the throat, but instead he attacks Cena and Ron Van Dam, chokes Lamp to RVD, tombstone to Cena, um, and it's this just Heyman. Heyman's loyalty. Heyman's got the power, baby. He's got the hurt, got the earn, got the power. And for Booker T and Rene Dupree, taking it to RVD and John Cena in this tag team matchup here tonight. Referees trying to get the illegal men out. Wait a minute. I guess he's here, Cole. This could be the demonstration Paul Heyman was talking about. I guess it's Wait a minute. The Undertaker is in the ring. Where the hell did he come from? And Booker T is going to go for a ride. All right, it's my rear end here. Oh, boy, what the hell was that? That man is clearing the house. Undertaker going up to Rob Van Dam. What's he doing? Oh! Is this what Heyman was talking about? I don't know. Undertaker, a vicious assault on Rob Van Dam. Van Dam is in trouble, Cole. He's crucial, Van Dam is. Look at the eyes of the Undertaker. The dead man's got him. Slam. Wow. I cannot believe what we are witnessing. That's a scary look in the eye of The Undertaker, and that look is directed at John Cena. John Cena has no idea where he is. John oh, no. Cena is oh, defenseless. No. Oh, man. Cena is in trouble, Cole. The Undertaker. Oh, no, no, oh, take my. up. John Cena, don't no. do this, Undertaker. No, don't do this. Tombstone pile driver. of loyalty that Paul Heyman was talking about. The Undertaker destroyed Rob Van Dam and John Cena in the same breath. And, and look who's here. Paul Heyman earned in hand. Oh my God, Paul. There is no question that The Undertaker did the right thing in Paul Heyman's mind tonight. I can't believe this. I'll tell you one thing, partner, you better start believing it. But the question is, will The Undertaker do the right thing at the Great American Bash? What is that? He's the servant to the end. That's all he is. Um, Taker so looks Smack really pissed off that he's had to do that. Yes, yeah, so SmackDown goes off the air with Taker fighting against the powers of the urn. It's, yeah, it's weird. We had last week, uh, we had Heyman making Taker drop down to one knee like with a very symbolic Undertaker stance. Uh, that we, that's iconic with Undertaker throughout forever and a day. We're going to take a bow into the urn, but now the power of the urn is in the hands of Paul E. Dangerously. Michael, what did you make to SmackDown? How many Mavens? I'm going to give it 2.5 Maven. I'm thinking we all had a better show this week. Uh, I'd say... And I'd probably go with Raw purely on um, in-ring quality. Yeah, where Exactly. I think what helped Raw that they had Chris, Chris and Adam versus Evolution. That helped. Yeah. This that had, I can't remember who was in the main <laughs> event. We've just talking, spoken about him. Second this, had, this had RVD, Booker T, John Cena and Rob Van Dam. I've just said RVD and John Cena twice then. Rene Dupree, that's how much we fucking forget about the, the former Bell End. Without his dog, he's forgetful. 
<laughs> Where's we need Fifi? We, we need, need Fifi. Fifi. <laughs> so, Michael, are you ready for the second and final episode of Monday Night Raw in this two-week block? Live and from Miami, Florida. Live from Miami. And to start us off, if you the smell... Fucking, I marked out my pants already. Raw's won this week. Yep. Um, the Rock comes, comes out, out looking like CJ from GTA San Andreas. Yes, he's, I, I quite like how like The Rock he goes to make fun of Miami Dolphins at ringside, and it's like <laughs> you make twenty million dollars a year and you're still wearing free night gear. <laughs> I was like, fuck off, Rock. You're probably doing exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. And then he decides to educate Eugene on the evils of Triple H. But Randy Orton, he heads him off at the pass and points out that Eugene isn't here yet because Triple H is driving him. Driving him. Personal chauffeur, the I, game, I to the one Eugene. don't believe that for a second. Triple <laughs> H is not the driver. <laughs> We're not in the click anymore. <laughs> Triple H comes in carrying Eugene's bags. <laughs> uh, did you notice though, Michael, the amount of signs for The Rock? It's like, the they, knew some, they knew some of we didn't. I'm telling you. Yeah. Do you know why? Because the, the dirt sheets reported it like three days before. Hmm? Yeah, but I didn't even enough. know who those Miami Dolphins people were. <laughs> those Miami it's, Dolphins people. It always happens though on WWE. They'll when they pan to a crowd and it's people from a big sports thing over there. Yeah, it's we local sports. Yeah, but Michael, you struggle with English sports team references. Never mind American sports team references. I, I think that that's the issue we've got there. I think I've, if do no, I get them on with the you know the rare time that do do a show over here. Did you mark out when Wayne Rooney slapped fucking uh, Wade Barrett years ago? I didn't mark out. I did. But I, found, <laughs> I did find it funny. Um, I quite like how Rock mentions that his dad and his granddad beat Orton's, and then he says his mum beat Orton's mum. He's like, <laughs> my, my dad's harder than your dad. dad. <laughs> But then Rock challenges Orton to a match. Orton says another time. Rock says it won't be today. It'll be tonight. Spits in his hand. Smack sends Orton over the top rope. And then Uncle Levitt comes out with security. He fucking throws Rock out of the building. Um, but not before Rock gets one last shot. He's like, of all the people to throw you out, you pick on the Rock. No wonder WCW went out of business. <laughs> Great line. Um, he's absolutely he's doing brilliant commentary when he's getting fucking thrown out. Mm. Um, like he's when he comes up tomorrow. Flirting. Yeah, he's flirting with Trish, flirting with Molly. Uh, he pulls off a fucking wig, sees Hurricane and shit, and makes a fat joke. Oh, look, look what we got. Is this what you send out, Eric Bischoff? Where's Snow White and the rest of the seven dwarves? Ah! Some bitches. The Rock will go, the Rock will go on his own accord. He'll go carrying a mic, he'll leave. This is the best you got, Eric Bischoff? Sending The Rock out with a bunch of Oompa Loompas? I can tell you what, of all people you throw out of the building, of all people, live TV, you throw out The Rock? No wonder WCW went out of business. Oh! Yeah, here we are. Oh, look, oh, okay, here we are, right? Oh, hey, hey, mama. How you doing? Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. The Rock's got to go. Don't look at the people's package. Hell, you too, don't look, but it's cool, man. It's all good. I like your show, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. It's all Whoa. good. <laughs> oh, look, okay, here we go. Now we're in white. Look at this. You're the tall one out of the bunches. What are you, their daddy? Yeah, we'll leave. This is the way The Rock is going to leave. The Rock will stop just a yeah, bunch of son bitches. 
Couple go, oh, now they're acting up. Hey, what's up, Molly? How you doing, Molly? Good to see you. Okay. Damn, nice hair. Damn! <laughs> Here, brother, put that on, man. You got that. Take that off, man. Come on. Here's some donuts. Okay. Got some, but oh, here's my boys. Yeah, Hamburglar, Grimace. Oh. Now I'm only playing. What it is, you, man. Damn, you don't talk. Every time the rocket gets around, you talk, man. Don't get like that. I bet you know how to say supersize me, though, don't you? Here, take donut, man. I'm playing with you. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Why you make your face like that, coach? You pucking your lips like that. Why you make your face like that? What are you angry about? You angry with the rock? Why? Because last time the rock gave you the people's elbow because you were insulting people, insulting Eugene? We're live, live here in Miami. The rock is live. This microphone is live. Smile, man. Damn. You hear the fans. You hear the millions and millions. Smile. Come on, man. It's good. You're going to go out party tonight. Miami Pie in the house. Yeah. The Rock will tell you what, if he's got to leave his millions and millions, and The Rock will leave like this. The Rock says this. Tonight, what's going to happen, guaranteed, is Eugene is going to whip Triple H's ass all over that ring. Guaranteed. Hey, hey, somebody please shut him up and get him out of the damn arena. Please, get him out of the arena. Enough's enough. Oh, damn. Oh, oh Randy, you still in the ring? Well, I'll tell you what. I tell you what, Randy Orton, I tell you what, if you think the ass whooping that The Rock just laid on you was bad, in three seconds, three seconds from now, you're going to feel something you ain't never felt, The Rock guarantees. Check it out. Randy Orton. Three. Two. One. What's he talking about? I don't know. Hey! Oh, the Absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Um, it was, it's, it's weird because... I don't think we're going to get The Rock again for quite a while. It was well, a nice little spot. We're in his own town. If you're available, why not come along and have a bit of fun with the lads? Yep, yeah, plus, you know, Rock has got magic powers. Because he tells all in three seconds, you're going to feel something you've never felt before. And, and he boom! Casts, it turns around into a spear from Edge, which I'm, I'm sure he's around. felt before. <laughs> and it, but let's be right, it was only probably a couple of weeks ago that he got a spear. Yeah. At most. At most. Uh, and then we go backstage and we see Benoit, he's pleading on behalf of Eugene, offering a title match to Triple H in exchange for Eric's mercy. Um, Eric, of course, has nothing, so Benoit just walks away. So everyone wants to be friends with Eugene. Benoit wants to save him. Triple H wants to use him. Everyone wants a piece of Eugene at the minute. Eugene is the hottest commodity in WWE right now. He is. He is. It really is. It really is. Up next, Michael, women's title time, Trish Stratus versus Victoria. Uh, Trish is twerking, quite a, a sight to see. Yes, very, very talented. Uh, but Victoria with a big super kick, then goes for the uh, moonsault knee drop. Yeah, and then Trish with quite, quite a genius roll up to retain. Uh, and then Tonko stands between them. Uh, like, is he... Like, uh, this is going back. Tonko, you're supposed to be a big fucking monster and you're currently standing between two birds. But then, it, well, it looks like a man in drag. It looks a bit like Chris Nowinski comes out and saves Victoria. Do you know who this is? Was it Chris Nowinski? Nope. Underneath that outfit was a pair of pink pants. <gasps> a couple of eyes. Stevie. Absolutely. I thought, it, it looks like Steve, but it can't be. Is it Nowinski? Is it Patrick S Nowinski? Stevie is always ready, always ready. If it means he has to dole up, he'll dole up and he's always ready. 
Um, and we go backstage to William Regal. He's pleading for uh, for Eugene to Eric, uh, but he's still a bit of a bastard. Uh, Regal gives him hell, so Eric fires him as Eugene's handler and makes him a wrestler again. And his first assignment that is next. Yes, Regal's wrestling again. Yes, we've been asking him for a long it. fucking time. William Regal is back, and he goes up against the big dead monster Kane. Of course he is, because Kane is Bischoff's bitch. Absolutely. Um, Regal attacks Kane on the floor and absolutely lays into him, uh, but gets hip-tossed and then tossed into the ring. We get no match. Um, it was kind of a way to eliminate the possibility of anyone helping Regal, uh, helping Eugene later, I suppose, yeah. try and get, Re get Regal out of the way. But um, I'm not going to lie, though. actually come out and cost Eugene the match? No, but I reckon he would have beat up Evolution, uh, because watching Regal beat up Kane for a couple of minutes was beautiful. Yeah. I love, I just fucking love watching William Regal. He's just up there with the best for me. Absolute best. He is. Uh, we go backstage again. We're in Bischoff's office. Uncle Eric says next week is a blood, bad blood rematch. But Kane says he still hasn't seen nothing yet tonight. He's fucking so going to kick off, Michael. Is it going to kill Ben Benoit then? Like a kill Shawn Michaels? He's going to kick off, Michael. Um, we get Speaking more news. Of. Well, we get more news for the Diva search. Um, I quite admire the reality TV element that they're trying, but it's so obviously fucking so fucking fake. How it's many so do you reckon are actual legit contestants? None of them. Not fucking one of them. Because the, the only, got the only people that written... It'll be all the ones that are sent home. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, up next, Randy Orton and Batista in another Evolution goodness pairing going up against Adam and Chris Edge and Jericho. Team Canada... 2.0 well do you remember when um tna had ecw but they couldn't call it ecw because they had to call it ev 2.0 because of copyright yep. so i'm calling this tc 2.0 tc 2.0 tc 2.0 um rko reversed into the spear that gets a two the not batista bomb and an rko finishes off edge at around 14 minutes um it made Evolution look like utter fucking badasses, yes, and did. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. It was a decent match. As, like you said, the RKO reversing to the spear, I thought that was it. Not gonna lie. But, you know, Batista Bomb, RKO, all we worked well together. Look at WrestleMania 30. And Obviously, apart from when he landed on that monitor. Yeah, right that still probably fucking tickles <laughs> to this day. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a great, great match. Great it was match. a great match. It's a shame we had to go into this more of the Deep Search bollocks after this. Well, but Michael, it's, bikini it's, contest, it's bikini contest time. Some decent talent uh, speed shown. Yeah. Um, I reckon, now, though, Maria was supposed to win this. All right. She's been featured in every single segment on this episode so far. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Um, but surely we don't see Maria for a good maybe couple of years yet. No, because she comes... Uh, because there's when when DS Chris, is back together. Because we get Chris who wins it, then Joy Giovanni, Michelle mm. McCool, Maria. Yeah, because Joy Giovanni goes on to be like be shit in a bag by JBL and shit. Looks like JBL. No, that was uh, Amy Webber who was JBL. Oh, Amy Webber, that was it. That's what JBL. Image bullied. consultant. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but then we get a segment from a few Raw superstars and Maven telling people to make sure they vote. Yeah, cast your vote, main event Ma medical maven. Cast maven. your vote for the diva search. Cast your vote for the maven movement. <laughs> uh, and then we see Matt Hardy, he confides in Stacey and about four million people that he's going to propose to Lita tonight, but shh, don't 
don't tell anybody. It's a secret. Maybe don't do it with the cameraman staring straight in your fucking face. I don't think Matt Hardy can see cameras. Oh, is it that Buzz Eyed? No, uh, Bad Blood. They didn't notice the cameraman in the dressing room. Well, Last week, not... Lita didn't notice cameraman in locker room. He probably couldn't find the right angle. And she probably got a fine rate angle to watch TV. That's the problem. There's just all these superstars walking around backstage with an uh, next at a weird angle trying to look for a good telly. And looked, Michael, that was your dodgy angle. She ended up looking on the edge. Hey. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, Michael, we go backstage and Eugene, we see him arriving in Triple H's limo. Evolution. And he even call says, "Is it?" Uh, limousine riding son of a gun that's it he's to fucking, quote Ric Flair he's away uh, and then Alan tells Flair that he's going to enjoy this more than anything else in his life he's married to the boss's to daughter, the boss's daughter. <laughs> um, Matt joins us and he brings out Lita for the proposal did Matt you like fact. the Matt facts ecstatic for the last week unofficial Matt fact is about to make a big mistake <laughs> and of course the pregnant woman is booked because wrestling Matt does ask Lita to marry him, but Kane then appears on the Titantron and tells Lita that she should really tell Matt who the father is. And Matt it's calls... gotta be Kane! <laughs> and Matt calls him a lying bastard. Kane laughs and tells Matt to ask Lita if he doesn't believe him. It's a bit... Just, uh... they, have, they have a little bit of a Jeremy Kyle spot in the ring uh, while the crowd are going slut, slut, slut at Lita. And it's like, oh, this is fucking... Oh, you don't, you don't even know. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even know the universe. You don't even know yet. You don't even know yet. Give it a year. Give it a and year. You've already you started. Be, you will be all calling her. As Absolutely. Crime Time used to call her. Lita is a hoe. That's it. Oh, God bless you, Shag Gaspard, and your little mate, JTG. Lita is a hoe. Um, Michael, we get another Diva Search segment. Um... Now, Chris Hemi, you mentioned you brought her up a bit ago. As she's the, am I right in thinking she's the one that wins this? I'm sure she was. Now, she I haven't seen her yet. No. But I think is they it, said it, is, this is the first of three locations. This was the Chicago one, weren't it? Oh, yeah. So, oh, so oh, she might be next week then. I think so. She might be next week then. I wonder if there's any more little divas that are going to pop up that we don't remember actually being there. It's going to be interesting. Michelle McCall? No, I mean ones that we don't know. We know Michelle oh. McCall's in it. We know, we, know, I mean, we know Maria's in it and all that stuff. But I wonder if there's any that we're going to know. It, we're like, oh, isn't that fucking so-and-so? And then we don't see her ever again. I think we do next year. Had, as is Wicked where we are, and she fucks off forever. I'd love to know how many divas he's actually legitimately banged. Or if he's all pure gimmick. And he actually, deep down, has always been faithful to Linda. Now, that's a good theory. Yeah, I wonder. Because on-screen's on-screen, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Kissing's kissing, it's just acting. But I wonder if he's actually like gone done the dirty with any of the divas or not. He's, or he might have just been fully monogamous with old uh, Mrs. McMahon. But is booking himself with these younger tracks? Of course he is, because he's the he fucking boss. We go backstage to Eugene getting a bit of a pep talk from Evolution and Triple H asking to take it easy on him. Uh, Eric pops in and Triple H makes a bit, a bit of an impassioned speech on Eugene's behalf until Eugene leaves, at which point the evil plan is revealed. Oh dear. Alan and Eugene, we're about to see a murder. Absolutely, and it is time for said murder, Eugene versus Triple H. That number one contender spot is yours. Under one condition, you beat the holy hell 
out of my nephew. I want to tell you this. You may like Triple H, but he doesn't like you, Eugene. I came out here to tell you that Chris Jericho is a liar because he said that I wasn't your friend. And Eugene, I am your friend. I'm the biggest friend you've got. Would you take a picture with me? On three, you're going to say pedigree. Okay? One, two, three. Pedigree! Now, hey, you and I, we're going to have a match next week right here in this ring. Huh? It's going to be the greatest match of all time, Eugene. See you next week, Eugene. You're going to have a great time. I know I'm going to. I loved how Triple H let Eugene do the water split with him. So it's cute. Like, like give, let's talk about giving somebody the rub that. It's the Eugene train. Chicka, 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 chicka. But then in the match, uh, Alan does trick Eugene into thinking he hurt him. And King does say the line, it's time to play the game. That's it. It's time. And Eugene wants to play those games. And then we do see sign of the night. Not if, sure if you know it. noticed it. When uh, Alan rips Eugene into the corner. The sign says flare get a new speedo <laughs> preferably not a fucking red one it's funny because it's true no one needs Absolutely. to see old man but um, I love the selling from Alan during oh, the whole match he made um, you look a million bucks yeah made him look made him look amazing um, like towards the end of the match Triple H decides to go against the pin gets a chair but Benoit all of a sudden saves and Eugene this is how big Eugene is right we can't even let Eugene lose clean to Triple H it's got to be a bit of a sports entertainment finish. Yep. Uh, but Benoit hits Eugene by mistake. And then Triple H gives Benoit the pedigree. And of course, that's the end of the show. But also, it's going to look like, is Triple H really trying to, oh, Eugene, well, even your mates are going to come and get you. Join us. Join Evolution. Be with the boys. That's great manipulation tactic. But wasn't Bischoff like, if you lose this, you're going back to my sister? Yeah, but he didn't lose. We, we got a yeah. we got a match a match thrown out because of Benoit. I know in, on a technicality, Triple H wins by DQ, but technicality, technicalities are technicalities. The match got thrown out. Uh, so Michael, that was raw. It, that, that was quite enjoyable, I, I must it say. It was an enjoyable uh, show. I we're getting a lot of point, the Eugene train. There weren't enough in ring action, so I'm going to give it two point five. There was I, too much I focus was... on the Divas, but that's a given. I think we're going to see that for the next few weeks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, coronavirus has affected us, it seems, and the Art Era podcast has just hit a new low, where Big Sexy is disgusted at the amount of women being shown on his Monday Night Wrestling telecast. Um, this Tonight is where I'd like to announce my form of retirement. <laughs> oh, it's, What's wrong it's, with great, you? it's great to watch with the sound off. <laughs> but it's just so cringe as much as I agree as much as I agree I think I mean, yeah, we're, we're trying boobies. to make yeah but we're trying to make the next big diva so as much as it's cringy we've still got to give it a fucking big one haven't we but do you know what I mean they've the got next big diva of course they do Christy Emery's on fucking TNA creative staff is she not how fucking she, uh, she were she might not be now but she were she was she was the Jim Cornette of the fucking TNA. <laughs> the Vince Russo. You can tell Jim Cornette that. <laughs> the Vince Russo of Impact Wrestling. Um, 
Yeah, I'd probably agree with you two and a half Mavens. It wasn't as fun as the last show, um, but this was still fun because I'm loving Eugene and yeah. the more Eugene and I love me some evolution. Uh, so it's, you had, it's just had a one-story show. Of course it is, but Rose been like that for ages because it's all about the game and how you yeah. play it. And it always has been and always will be. Are you ready, Michael, for the go-home show of Smack of the Down? It is June the 24th, 2004. We are not live from Orlando, Florida. Uh, John Cena, uh, we get no pyro, no music. He's just in the back with Charlie Haas and Jackie Gadia. Um, Haas and Jackie, they tell him not to do it. It's suicide. What's he going to do? He says he has something to do and he makes his way to the ring. He challenges Undertaker to a match. Damn, Jackie was looking for... Oh, yeah, fair... We've said we've mentioned this multiple times. Fair fucking play, Charlie Haas. Fair play. Did you notice when Cena was making his entrance that we've, uh, they've given that cement truck a paint job? Yeah, the Great it's American great cement, cement truck. truck. <laughs> red, white, and blue. Speaking um, of red, what's that on Cena, coming out of Cena's arm? Um, yeah, Is he bleeding? Did, bruised? I did notice that. Uh, I, I think it's... Uh, do you know if you, if you get the word orange juice and get rid of orange? I'm not insinuating a thing. Not insinuating a thing. Um, Kurt Angle's music hits... Uh, he gets rolled out uh, and he says, how you doing? And Cena goes, lumpy, I'm having a bad day, what do you want? Uh, Kurt says he feels bad, but he can't help but notice how sad he is. Uh, but finally, Angle has something to be happy about. Kurt was thinking about what Cena told him last week, about wanting to be like him. And Cena was right, so that's why Kurt Angle has written a little rap for John Cena. My name's Kurt Angle. I try to be nice. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Not a weak vanilla ice. That's why I'm glad I don't have the blues because this Sunday you're going to lose. <laughs> it's like it, fun, I care. <laughs> it's quite sad, maybe even tragic. You'll be bigger loser than the Orlando Magic. Did you get that reference? Did I fuck? <laughs> basketball, I believe. I know, I know they're a basketball team, but yeah. I don't know why they were shit. But back to Kurt's rap. You think you're so slick, like a pole of grease. But tonight, John Cena. You're going to rest in peace. Ooh! Uh, basically, a translation. Angle has set up a match between John Cena and The Undertaker. And Angle then waves at Cena goodbye and says, Word life. <laughs> He's going it. one on one with The Undertaker, player. Holla, 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 holla. Up next, Michael. Ten man over the top rope. Cruiserweight battle royal for the number one contendership to the Cruiserweight title. Decent fast paced opening match on SmackDown. Did you note down the order of eliminations? I did. Thank fuck so, for that. <laughs> so, first we had Spike Dudley eliminated by Paul London and Nunzio. And then we had Nunzio eliminated by London, but it wasn't seen by the referee. So Nunzio runs back into the ring and then he's eliminated by London again, which the referee which sees. Which was a great spot. It, it was, was a great, a great spot. spot. Yeah, because it was one of them spots that you always use with a dirty little eel. And it, it always never works to his advantage running back in. Always takes the pin again. Great spot. Love Nunzio. Love me some Nunzio. And then we have Paul London eliminated by Chavo Guerrero, Jamie Noble and Nunzio. He, yes, he helped eliminate London after he was eliminated. Because he's a dirty little bastard. He's a full-blooded Italian. Absolutely. Then we had Akio and Shannon Moore eliminated by Moore and his new haircut. <laughs> Then we had Scotty Too Hotty eliminated by Billy Kidman. And then Funaki eliminated by Chavo Guerrero. Noble hits Kidman with a beautiful German suplex. But Noble's then eliminated by Chavo, who 
then eliminates Billy Kidman as your number one contender for the Cruiserweight Championship, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Yes, um, and I quite like the way that he used the Gory Bomb to eliminate Kidman. Brilliant know, use. It's, it's, it's a brilliant use of the Gory Bomb. Um, also, I'm a little bit annoyed, I'm not going to lie. You had all these Cruiserweights, and it was a perfect time yeah. to start fresh with somebody to go up against Ray, but nope. you got easy biggest have, names. We're going to have another Chavo versus... It's only because he's Guerrero. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's not. He's a great it's wrestler. He's not. He is a great wrestler. But it's only because he's Chavo. If it was... I don't want to say a Spanish-sounding name in case I sound racist. Jose. Yeah. Chavo Jose. Jose, Jose, Jose Dos Caras. Yeah. It was Jose <laughs> Dos Caras. If it if was, was Chavo Del Rio... He'd not get booked. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> but there's every chance he would have banged Paige. <laughs> so overall for me, the match, it was quite good cruiserweight action. Um, it was kind of, it was nothing like it used to be, but we, we could slowly be getting there. Uh, because I miss the WCW cruisers yes. starting SmackDown every week. We used to have fast-paced cruiserweight action. We mentioned it for about a year. But for the whole yeah. of 2003, SmackDown was all about the cruiserweights. Um, but now we've got... the same as well. No, exactly. We'd have multi-man fucking mega fucking pfft, splash cruiserweights. Um, but we've got Kidman, we've got Noble, we've got Charvo, we've got Ray. Paul London's coming through. And Paul, Paul, Paul London's he's fucking looking amazing so far. Um, he's showing so much enthusiasm. Ikeo. Um, Shannon Moore. Ikeo. Shannon Moore. Scotty Too Hotty. We have got a, a phenomenal cruiserweight division. Spike. If used correctly. Spike. Well, Sugar Shane in, in a bit. Yeah. When, when he has that ridiculously long run as the champion. Um, but the, it's we've got so much energy there. But no, let's go back to Charvo versus Ray. I hope I'm wrong. I hope the match is going to blow me away. I hope it's the best they're ever gonna, ever done. But how many times can you see Charvo versus Ray? How many, how times, many times do you see him going forward? No, exactly, exactly. Uh, my I, friends just started watching Dewey from 2007 back. All right, okay. I guess we were fighting for Cruiserweight title. Chavo and Ray. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still going strong. Yeah, love it. Love Triple H, Shawn Michaels, eat your hearts out. <laughs> um, and then we're backstage, and Heyman's on the phone to the contractors. Uh, the Dudleys well know what Taker's going to do with the bash. And then, House as Paul. you mentioned earlier, they get interrupted by a certain big mod and a certain fucking race car driver. And then the He's rolling through the backstage area into the crowd and then back to the backstage area getting pulled apart and then Big Moz tells him he's going to crucify him yeah, after but, Roman's big brother steps in. Big Moz is nearly dead then, isn't he? He's nearly dead because Undertaker won't be having these, these backstage segments. Yeah. Now, we're, we're, we're jumping a little bit ahead of the time but are you aware why they took Big Moz off TV? I'm not. I'm got guessing into a... it's because the gimmick wasn't working. No. No. That's what I always thought. And I found this out. I don't know if it's one of them things where I've always known about this and it's just always been lost in my mind. And I kind of got reintroduced to it a couple of days ago. Um, Big Mods got into a fight in a bar. And the guy, because he knew he was a wrestler, he sued WWE. And sued Big, sued Big Mods. So they put him back into OV Dub just to kind of get him off TV and kind of take, away, take the heat away from him a little bit. No matter what you do on your daily life, you're still known for working for... WWE. Exactly. You're, you're still known for working for that company. You're representing that company. And now Biggs Mods does not but sell houses because he's the 
what what's he call himself? The 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 world house selling champion or something. Like that. Something like that. God bless you, big mod. God bless. And um, they walk off. Angle says he doesn't want to see any of this again. And then he asks Paul, who is still in the back, uh, if Taker is ready for tonight. Heyman assures Kurt that Taker will take out John Cena as we go to the break. And as we come back, it is Kenzo Suzuki versus Billy Gunn, or otherwise known as Dolph Ziggler versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> um, home, hometown boy Gunn gets an absolute popamonga from the crowd. Uh, and Kenzo has got his geisha girl, and we finally found out a name for TV is Hiroki. Something like that. But the match was. How far has Billy Gunn fallen? Oh, you can't call Billy Gunn anymore. No, Billy. Billy and Austin Gunn. you got to just call him Bill. Big, big old Bill. Big old Bill. But Daddy this is kid. the thing, though. The thing is, the thing is, the smoking guns was a WWE thing. Billy Gunn came from a WWE, so, yeah, as much as he people in the real world might even still call him Billy or Bill, Billy Gunn is trademarked to the WWE. He's got an over being known as being Billy Gunn. Fucking cute kip in AEW. There you go, Billy. We've oh. sorted it. Uh-oh. It must be bad though that he's, he's just kit. tried. He's just trademarked the Gun Club for him and his kid. Kip Gun. And now he, he can't even use fucking Gun no more. No, you can't use well, Billy Gun. He, he should use... be allowed to use Gun full stop. Daddy Gun. <laughs> Daddy Gun. Big old Daddy Gun. We get a bit of back and forth. Famous connects, but Hiroki with the Mister Fuji special causing the DQ and Suzuki hits the STO. Uh, it was weird because. Billy wasn't losing, but he wasn't allowed to go over clean at the same time. It's well, and we're supposed to no, be building. Was, Ken- uh, Billy using uh, Triple H voice in here. Like, <laughs> I'll I'll put him over, but I'm not losing clean. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Again, though, it's still weird with these new stars. We're not. We we, we big mods. Is, Suzuki's getting a big mods treatment. This is the biggest match of Kenzo's career so far. Yeah, it, and it doesn't get much better. I know he gets a belt. And it's only a belt with half a bell end. But at least he gets a belt. Um, but I don't know. You're fucked, aren't you, lad? You might as well join Big Mods back in OBW and have an eight-jobber stable. Um, a belt with half a bell end. A belt with half a bell end. Up next, Sable and Tori. More bad acting. And Sable claims Tori's hogging the spotlight and an outfit makes her look fat. Tori comes back and says at least her outfit don't make her look easy. Can't fight as we go to the commercial break. All I took from that is that being called fat is a lot better than being called a slut. I think I'd rather be called a slut. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather be a fat slut. Fuck it. <laughs> Call me a fat slut. We'd be comfortable how you are. But, exactly. You know, if you want to be a slut, be, be a, a slut. slut. No one's going to slut shame a no slut. No one's going to slut shame a slut. <laughs> Up next, Michael, is the big dog versus Eddie Guerrero. It is Roman Luther Reigns versus Eddie Guerrero in a non-title match. It's a shame. I was hoping the WWE title would be on the line. <laughs> and the big dog... Second match the title. ever. Yeah. Uh, the big dog makes his uh, makes his entrance to... Da-da, da-da. <laughs> just generic muscle heel music. <laughs> um, but I did like Eddie Eddie's car. I was just about to mention. Very classic. Uh, quite the classic. Um, how many do you reckon they actually keep in the warehouse? How many do you reckon, reckon Vince actually lets him have? Uh, well, I, I, my question to both of my answer to both of them is probably none and none. Uh, they must just rent them out. They must yeah. speak. Well, or there might be one dealer that follows them all the way around America. You don't know, but or they might just rent them out from town to town to town. Uh, well, but did what, did you, a, what did you? The slow rising hood that was nice. So yeah, there's no purpose other than looks good. Oh no, exactly. Well, if it starts raining, you're still gonna get wet. 
Because yeah. by the time it's come, your car's going to be flooded. Um, what did you make then, Michael, to the big dog versus Eddie Guerrero? Eddie had a lot to work with here. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> it will literally like, must have been right wrestling. Oh, I don't know. Tonka. No. Not that. Not worse than that. Nathan Jones. Worse than Nathan Jones. You think? I think so, uh. Oh, so would you say like wrestling Luther, in bin. Would you say that Luther is the worst wrestler we've seen so far? Because I'm still with Nathan Jones. He was fucking dire. He had one good kick. At least Luther's got think, a couple of big Luther's got a couple of big dogs in him. I think on par. We mentioned before Zach Gowan's evil stable. Pah, they're the henchmen. Um I quite like towards the <laughs> end. Zach Gowan, Professor X. <laughs> I quite like towards the end. Eddie pushes uh Luther into the ref. Uh Reigns in it, she's a big dog. And Angle rolls up, rolls in, counter two. Uh, Luther grabs the title, um, the closest he'll ever get to a singles title yep. in the WWE ever. Uh, low blow by Eddie, and he taunts it in Angle, and throws the title to Angle, lays down. The fucking Jimmy tells Kurt to get out as Eddie climbs up top. Frog splash, Texas Trump runs down though for another dirty fucking finish. Why can't anyone go over anybody clean? Because wrestling. Because wrestling, that's but, that's only supposed to be my answer, Michael. Um, did yes, you like but when that's I, the answer, that is the answer. Did you like the way JBL? He came down and wrapped the rope around his neck and started hanging him. So he's a Nazi and a murderer. He's <laughs> not looking at a cut win for next week's TV. I did like it though when Eddie started hitting JBL with the rope, and the cowboy just made that nice stunk. Yeah, we got a proper dong fucking noise. Um, uh, can win by touching the four corners though what uh, stupid which is, stipulation I see this is for me the issue is in these spots uh, in these sort of matches you had the one with Austin and Savio Vega from the new gen era um, that's the first one that springs to mind uh, King versus Taz yeah. 2000. it always goes down to I touch free you touch free and then we have a tug of war or something happens where I touch the fourth and you don't Yep. So Do you know one, that that's what that's exactly what the spot's building to Unforgiven 2000s both King and Taz had hit three corners King hit I, I want to say there was one and then yeah. Raven debuts oh I was it was a, yeah yeah I was going to say was that when Raven debuted um, and then I want to say there was one a bit further on down the line where uh, it was you touched the corners and the corners lit up yes I think that's I this one say, oh, nah there was one it's a bit later I'm sure that Batista was, I want to say, yeah, I want to say something like 2008-9 or something like that. It's not that late. Is it not? 2005, 2006. Is it? Where the corners light up uh, as they go to the, and it's all about that final finish where everyone's lit up the corners and jazz. But hopefully it should be another blood fest like it was at the previous match, but hopefully this time uh, it's not going to be uh, oh, staying. unintentional blood. Yeah. American Bash in a Texas full rope match. This all started in Judgment Day back in Los Angeles between Bradshaw and Eddie Guerrero. On May 16th, 2004, John Bradshaw Layfield defeated Eddie Guerrero at Judgment Day. Now Bradshaw, you may have taken a lot out of me on Judgment Day, Holmes. You didn't take my WWE Championship at the local. I should be WWE Champion. Eddie Guerrero took the WWE title, brought it in the ring at Judgment Day, and hit me. 
been disqualified because I had him beat. But guess what, Eddie? Kurt Angle has told me that I get to name the stipulation for the match at the Great American Bash. The match I have chose, Eddie Guerrero will not like. Eddie Guerrero cannot run, he cannot hide, and he cannot get disqualified. The Texas Bull Rope match. One man ties his hand to the one end of the rope. The other man ties his hand to the other. And from there, it's fair game. I will take the WWE Championship home with me to New York City. New York City? Michael, RVD versus Rene Dupree. Uh, Michael, Fifi Watch, we got one this time. I'm going to give this one a tug it was really cute. And the little bows in, her, in it. I was going to say the little shit on the side of her head. Is yeah. that what you, did you fancy this Fifi, Michael? Is that what it was? Um, <laughs> uh, so the finish, RVD goes. <laughs> uh, the finish, RVD goes for a monkey flip. Dupree drops him down uh, onto the exposed turnbuckle. Adds, adds a bit of fuel. Adds a bit of fuel to bash. My exact thoughts. Don't forget these two guys want to pay for you on Sunday. Yeah, they can't Cheers. go hell for leather. Joe, in kayfabe, you've got to save as much energy you've got because this coming Sunday, you're going up against not just one person, you're going up against three. You've got to save your energy. So I think to have it kind of a, a little, a cheap, a cheap win is, is the best way to go forward. You don't, you don't exert too much energy. Um, I cannot wait for the Rene Dupree to go over John Cena this Sunday at the Bash. It has gonna to be, happen. It's going to be Booker. It's, it's going to be It's Cena. not going to be Van Damme. <laughs> it's going to be Cena. It's not going to be Van Damme. It's going to be Cena. Dupree, he kind of came through for me with good effort, but again, uh, I thought the pacing was a bit off. Uh, we got no French tickler from yeah. Dupree. Unacceptable. So is, is he trying to save that much energy where he's off pace and we don't get no French tickler? His most mm. devastating move. In all of sports of entertainment. Uh, Michael, we get a rundown for the gab. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus JBL in the Texas Bull Rope match for the WWE Championship. Fatal four-way for the, for the US title. Cena, Booker, Renee and RVD. Tory Wilson versus Sable uh, for the, I don't know, biggest hits on SmackDown. Uh, Chavo Guerrero Jr. versus Rey Mysterio for the Cruiser title. Taker versus the Dudleys in the first ever concrete crypt match. Um, and Taz just said that the crypt will be bulletproof. Uh, is he afraid that Undertaker's going to bring a gun? I think um, the Sable toy match is for whose husband does a better shooting star press. 
So, question: uh, Who's uh, Brock or Kidman? Do you know? I'm going Brock I'd because it's size. Brock. No, but if you ignore his shooting star press at Mania and actually go back to when he did it back in the early days, that's what I mean. His size makes more, it more yeah, impressive. A lot more finesse. Where Kidman looked like he was going to kill you, him, the referee, everybody involved oh, in the match. He almost does with London, doesn't he? Absolutely. Did, did he nearly kill Chavo at one point as well? Something like that. Until, absolutely. Um, up next, Michael, main event time as we close this month's, <laughs> this month's, this fortnight's <laughs> run from Bad Blood to Great American Bash is Undertaker versus the Doctor of Fugonomics. Vengeance 2003 rematch, rematch, technically. So he's taken the heel here as well. Uh, yes. See no, he's the, no, but he's the face. He's like, can you remember when Shawn Michaels does the dirty for JBL? So he's a face, but he's doing but heel he's... stuff. So, so Austin. No, because no, 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 no. Austin was a heel that did face stuff, but in the in the mold of a heel. So the fans loved him. Taker's doing dirty Eddie. stuff. No, Eddie's another. No, Eddie's the same. He does. Is a face that does heel stuff. Yeah, but he's do, he's doing it for a, a reaction. He's doing the heel stuff to get the pop. That's what all Take, wrestlers do. Taker's doing the... No, Taker's doing the heel stuff because he's controlled by the power of the urn. So he's fighting against it. He doesn't want to be a bad guy. He wants to be a good guy. So technically, Taker's the heel. But only because he's being made to be the heel. He doesn't want to be the heel. He wants to kiss babies and shit. But this is just a rematch of a rematch it's also the last singles match these two will have against each other until wrestlemania 34 which if that qualifies as a single match then oh the build-up to that was more enjoyable than the actual fucking match itself like this was a much better match this was i thought this was a brilliant match um especially when we got towards the end with the closing moments uh taker he went for a clothesline but hits the ref uh we get a punch by cena cena starts feeding off the crowd Clothesline, F you, no ref to count. Cena tries to wake the ref, but Taker does his sit up. Uh, Cena tries to put him back down, choke slam, still no ref. Um, the ref starts stirring, and then Taker picks up fucking John Cena and he goes to get his fucking. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. He goes to get Cena's chain, well, wraps it round his fist, still and knocks the Cena biker there. The fuck out. Still elements like, of the biker. Well, it's, he's, he's watched John Cena. He's, he's a fucking... He's a master of the game, isn't he? He learned from he, their last match. Yeah, that's it. He's watched... But I've got to do more than I did at Vengeance. He's watched on the network. He's watched. Um, the ref starts stirring. Taker picks Cena up, hits the tombstone, and we're done. Uh, Taker scowls at the crowd as Heyman comes down with the urn, and we get the same scene that we got from last week as Taker bows to the urn as we fade to black. John Cena! Oh, man! Yeah, the big hit of the Undertaker! Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh! With authority, referee's still down. No, the Undertaker could pick up the win, but the referee is down. We've got to get another ref out here or something. With the trainer, wake up this ref. What's you can see on? the look in the Undertaker's eyes. Look at the that's, eyes. That's of the an Undertaker. evil look. It's not good, Cole. An evil look. What's he doing? I don't know. Take it back to his feet. Wow. 
Wow. Perhaps the death nail to the United States champion. Death nail, death blow, whatever buzzword you want to use, Cole. Cena is done. Wow. A right hand with a chain wrapped around it. The referee was down and out. The referee's trying to come to his feet. Undertaker. Oh, my God. John Cena up high. Oh, Undertaker my God. Look at this. Deja vu all over again, shades of last week. The referee has come to Undertaker using a steel chain. Beats the John Cena for a winning matchup. The Undertaker. The one thing we saw tonight was a different Undertaker. Yes, yes, sir. We saw a different Undertaker. An evil, a focused, a violent, a dangerous Undertaker. Michael, what did you make to our um, Cena versus Taker, and what did you make overall to Smack of the Down? I love this match. This match uh, got SmackDown all the points. I think all the points. <laughs> well, all the points that I'm giving SmackDown. Uh, Two point five Maven. Oh, so it's on par with Raw. Main event was great. It was better than their last match. Better than their next match. Uh, possibly, possibly better than the Vengeance match as well. I'd say I'd probably say on par with Vengeance, me personally. But this again, though, it's like anything like we say mentioned about TV. Um, it's hard for them to do a TV match at pay per view quality because it's always got bollocks in it. Yeah. Like the the pay per view matches wouldn't have Heyman and all the bollocks with it. But that's not that's a pay per view. TV's TV, isn't it? Joins all different. TV is to get you to, to watch next week. Exactly. Or is this, exactly. It's really pay for you. It's get you to watch on a Sunday. But exactly. yeah, I'm not bothered about Great American Bash. Just give me bro. Yeah. So I was going to say, Even are you hyped don't see for? Bob versus Kane again. <laughs> are you hyped for the Great American Bash? No. I'm ha- I'm more hyped to see how Triple H is going to interfere in Kane versus Benoit. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of interference, a lot of interference, because that's the evolution way. On that note. We will leave you there uh, with the gallop to Great American Bash. Up next will be said bash. Michael, if you don't already, let everyone know where they can find us on all forms of social media. On all forms of social media, that's at RAM Podcast. That is it. And until next time, when it will be the Great American Bash. But before then, we may come at you with a bit of ruthless rag sheet between Bad Blood and Great American Bash. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until next time. Peace out, people. Ruthless. Sweating my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear. I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success. Stress up. I want it all, no less. So come on.